is on a well-deserved break. Offering plates will continue to be available at the entrances. Please check the bulletin for other ways to give or contact the church office if you require assistance. A copy of the bulletin can be found on Trinity's website, trinitysummerside.ca, or available by contacting the church office. Please review the bulletin for the activities of the life and work of Trinity and our surrounding communities, including the following. An update on hospital visitations. Reverend Rachel is back doing home visits, and the sign-up book is at the back of the church. Information on transfer of membership, baptism, and confirmation. Information on happenings at Trinity and surrounding areas in the coming weeks and months. Once again, Trinity and Reverend Bob Lockhart will be presenting Walking Through the Valley of the Shadow of Death, a series of presentations and conversations exploring the five aspects of grief. On Sunday mornings, February 5th, 26, March 12, 26, April 23, from 9 to 10.10 a.m. in the parlor here at Trinity. For more information, you can check out the bulletin. As we move back into hosting events in our kitchen, including our outreach programs, we're in need of a few items. We're looking for large roasting pans and large pots for cooking vegetables. Items can be dropped into the kitchen or the office. We're asking that whoever borrowed one of our steamer units, please contact us. And thank you in advance for your generosity and support. Food boxes are always in demand. Please consider including a few items when doing your weekly shopping. A list of items is available in the bulletin today, on the website, above the donation boxes, and, at, and by contacting the church office. As the weather continues to get colder and more inclement, Outreach agencies, such as the Free Store, are looking for new or gently used warm blankets. Are you sometimes like me? You wait for the excitement of the countdown. This is your reminder that only two days remain for all committees, teams, boards, that the annual reports for 2022 are due by January 31st. If possible, please submit in an editable form by emailing to Wendy, our office administrator. The Little Wooden Benevolent Church is back. Should you wish to make a donation to the Benevolent Fund, it can be placed in the small wooden church on the welcome area of the sanctuary. The Benevolent Fund enables a minister to offer help with a quick response in, a media, in an emergency situation. Trinity as a faith community has been very generous to the Benevolent Fund, allowing a quick response to urgent needs. We acknowledge that the land upon which we gather is unceded Mi'kmaq territory. Epiquit, Prince Edward Island, is covered by the historic treaties of peace and friendship. We pay our respects to the indigenous Mi'kmaq people who have occupied this island for over 12,000 years, past present, and future. Thank you, Nancy. Good morning. Welcome. I'm the Reverend Rachel Campbell. I'm the minister here at Trinity. And today we pause and we make space to celebrate birth. And I think it's important to do that. And people say, every Sunday we're a big church. Yes, we're going to celebrate every Sunday. And if you're not mentioned, either here or uh, if you're at home and your name didn't come in to me, know that we celebrate you 
we celebrate your birth. Now, I was given two names. Two names. Somebody got away with it last week, and they were told after church, I was told after church that they thought they got away with it. Ernie! Hi! <laughs> Ernie had a birthday uh, last week, and so we wish him a happy birthday. And I had a few people tell me about this person who thought he was going to get away with it today, and that is Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Happy birthday. Are there anyone else celebrating birthdays within the sanctuary here today? And if you're at home, you're celebrating the birthday, we celebrate with you. Let us sing Happy Birthday, Dear Friends. Happy birthday to you. Now, the irony of all this is, as I was greeting people at the door, I had uh, a gentleman come up to me and say, are you leaving us? Are you moving? Are you, are you? And I'm like, no, but now that I embarrassed one of the members of the MMP, I might have to give a three-month notice. <laughs> and on that note, let us prepare ourselves for worship. As the Christ candle flickers into this sanctuary, we are reminded to take that light out into the world. And let us join in the call to worship together. In this place of sanctuary, we come to and God. in this time of pause at the start of a new week, we come to hear words of transformation, wisdom, and love. In this place where we find community. Amen.
Please be seated. And let us join our voices in the gathering prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, the light of Epiphany shines. Help us make room. Allow the light to shine into a place where transformation can begin and change take root. In the darkest of winters, the light of Epiphany reminds us of hope, peace, joy, and love. As we gather, 
we prepare ourselves, remembering the words that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The children, those who are, are here with us visiting, those who are part of Junior Church or wants to visit for today, please come forward and join me at the front of the church. You can sit up on the steps here. Leaders, the same thing. I know you're already sitting. You're right up front. That's fine. Come on up. I have a little bit of a challenge for you all today, so I need your help. It's a challenge for me, and it's a little bit of a challenge for you guys. There's Anna Bessie. There we go. There's Claire. Great, wonderful. All right. Okay. Raise your hand if you've ever been on a scavenger hunt before. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it, right? We have, what's part of the scavenger hunts? We have to have clues, right? Okay. I have three clues. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to solve the clue, and then we're going to find a treasure box. Make sense? Then we're going to bring the treasure box back, and we're going to sit here, and then we're going to find the second treasure box, and then the third. Are we up for it? Are you going to help me? Okay. Let's go. The first clue. Okay. Clue number one. Listen carefully. Come and find me. If you go to the place where sound is made, video is recorded, and pictures are shown, you will find me. Where is it? Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Keith, do you have something for us? <gasps> A treasure box. Okay, great. Take it up front. Take it up front. Don't open it yet. Okay, go, 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 go. Let's go get clue number two. We found one treasure box. Don't open it yet. <laughs> Okay, put it up front. Let's open up clue number two. Are we ready? All right. I wonder what it is, but don't peek. Don't peek. I really want to know, too. Okay, clue number two. Are we listening? Come and find me. I have many keys that are black and white. When played just right, I make beautiful music. Seek the music, and you will find me. Where is it? Oh, Jennifer, do you have something for everybody? A second treasure box. All right, put it with the other one. Put it with the other one. This is great. So are we done? Because what did I say? How many do we have? Three. Okay. Clue number three. Come and find me. Some say I am retired, but I still have lots to give. I sometimes offer prayers, I have a beard, and my smiling eyes can give me away all the time. Can you find me? Him! That's right, Reverend Bob! Go get him, see if he has something for you. Oh, oh so now let's count them. How many do we have? One, two, three. Claire, can you open up one of them? Let's open, let's open up one and see what's inside. Does everybody peek? Oh, what are they? They're little erasers. 
So today in our story, we're going to be talking about what blessings do we bring and what blessings God brings us. Whenever we think of an eraser, we think of what do you do use an eraser for? Erase stuff, making mistakes and stuff. And God reminds us it's okay to learn new things, to make mistakes, and to keep trying. So a eraser will help us with that when we're learning about how we are blessed and how God blessed us. Okay, good job. We're going to give these. These are all going to, you're going to all get one. We're going to give them to the leaders for junior church. Open up the next box. Who wants to do that? Do you want to open it? Okay. Can I open this? You can. Oh, what are they? Smarties. Okay, so a whole bunch of Smarties. Now, Smarties is a great way to remind us that all of us are like a, the rainbow, the colors of the rainbow. We're all very different, we're all very unique, and we're all very what? Smart. You got lots of, remember you talked about the stories last week that we all share? All of you are really smart. So we are blessed by you bringing your stories, and you're smart, and you're creative, and all the wonderful colors you bring. You want to open the next one? Why don't you guys open it together? You want to open it together? Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much. And we'll get everybody get Smarties. Oh, can you get it? What's in it? What's in there? Notebooks. So this reminds us, these little notebooks, and everybody's going to get one in junior church. These little notebooks remind us that you have your own story. And every day you wake up with a new page to that story. And you want to share your story, and we are blessed by your story. But guess what? A new page every single day. Your story to give. Let's hear about that in our story today that Hannah, who's filling in for Lacey, is going to share with us about the Beatitudes. And there you go. Thank you. And we'll listen. I'll come up here with you guys. The Beatitudes. News that Jesus was coming had spread all over the town. Maybe he will make sick people well, some people thought. Maybe he will make hurt people walk, thought others. Everyone wanted to see Jesus. There were so many people. How would they all be able to see him? Jesus knew. He climbed partway up a mountainside and sat down. Now all of the people could see Jesus. Everyone waited. Someone yelled, quiet, I want to listen. Shh, mothers told their children. Then Jesus began to teach the people. Jesus said, people who feel hopeless are blessed because God will give them heaven. Sad people are blessed because God will help them feel better. People who don't have many things are blessed because God will give them everything they need. People who want to follow God's ways are blessed because God will help them. People who treat others with kindness are blessed because God will treat them with kindness. People who knew what is right in their heart are blessed because God will be with them. People who make peace are blessed because they will be called God's children. People who are hurt because they try to do what is right are blessed because God will give them heaven. Wow, so many blessings. Did Jesus have anything more to tell the people? He did. Jesus told the people, if other people don't like you and they hurt you, say bad things about you, or tell lies about you, because you are my friend, you are blessed. Be happy because God has a special place for you in heaven. The crowd became noisy. People were smiling. Jesus had blessed the people. What a happy day. So remember, not only are you a blessing, 
But each time when you come together, that is a blessing. So today when you go back to junior church and you go in the auditorium and you work on the work around the Beatitudes, remember, you are a blessing and for that we are blessed. All glorious gods, amen. Reading uh, from uh, Paul's letter to the uh, Corinthians, uh, beginning in chapter 1 from verse 18. Paul writes, For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discerning, discernment of the discerning, I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scholar? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of the proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews asked for signs, and Greeks desired wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Gentiles, uh, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful, and not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame those, shame the strong. And God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to abolish things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. In contrast, God is why you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption in order that as it is written, 
let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Amen. Please be seated. And please join me in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, dear God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hannah and Reverend Bob shared two texts that highlight the exploration of earthly versus heavenly understanding and the role that we have in the call and response of our Christian faith. When these two texts come up within the lectionary readings, I ultimately think of the cartoon 
the little drummer boy, that would air every year on CBC. Do you remember that, the little drummer boy? Now we play it for our family, for our kids, and for ourselves every year. Some of you may also think of that Christian carol that coincides with the cartoon. However, the cartoon shares a multi-layered story of struggle and loss. A new way is being offered and choices have to be made on how to respond to the gift being offered right in front of us. And sometimes that's hard to see, to witness that gift that's right there. Will we open the gift? Will we be brave enough like the kids who just ran around the sanctuary, taking the gifts and opening them up to see what's inside? Are we that brave? You see, the journey takes Aaron, the little drummer boy, to the stable on the eve of Christmas, and he asks the questions, what can I bring? What can I bring to this new king? Today, both the Beatitudes and Paul's letter to the church in Corinth takes my mind back to that question, what can we bring? And there we are standing, waiting for a response. Now in the cartoon, the drummer boy brings his talents and he shares it. He takes his worries and the weight of the world and the loss of life and he lays it there, right there with Jesus. He comes to Jesus with his gift. And in the very presence of God, gifts are exchanged, knowledge is exchanged and shared, and response is accepted, blessings bestowed. The Beatitudes are part of the Sermon on the Mount, and it continues our exploration last week of weaving together this community of faith, lifting up the gifts that we all bring, as well as acknowledging the teachings that we've explored within our faith right up to this point. Now some of us, our exploration of faith, we call that faith journeys. That's our faith journey. Many of us have looked at this idea of faith journeys and asked, what does that actually mean to be on a faith journey? It kind of sounds cool, right? What do I need to bring for such a journey? For each of us, it can mean different things. The experiences that make up our faith journeys, but overall it means that the role that faith has played in our life to date. What role has faith played in your life? Has there been times when the role of faith has been very important and very prevalent and times when you felt completely far removed from your faith? On the side of the hill, Jesus speaks directly to his followers. And Hannah moved back the curtain for us when she read the Spark Bible version of that gospel lesson. During a time for all ages, the children, they went on a quest, a search for treasure, by completing a scavenger hunt throughout the sanctuary, answering those riddles, finding the bearded man. What was revealed as treasure reminded us that what we bring to God is a blessing. And from that, we are blessed. What they bring to this community of faith blesses us. I see it on your face when you see the children here and how they are engaging. Their creativity with the wonderful rainbow of wisdom that they possess, they bring that here. But guess what? So do you. 
You bring your creativity and your rainbow. Courage to continue to try and move forward, knowing that we all have access to erasers and we can try again. Power and wisdom to write your own individual stories, knowing that each page begins with a new piece of paper, waiting for your story to unfold, your journey, your faith journey to continue. All blessings, all gifts, all within relationship with themselves, with each other, and with God. Mind, body, and spirit. All connected in this thing we called life. What this means is, like last week, you bring, and as part of that, what you bring, God is responding to. Jesus reinforces time and time again a present God who responds, and as we learn within the time of Epiphany that we are to take notice of this, to witness the, the presence of the divine. And we're not only asked to witness the presence of the divine, we're asked then to listen to the divine, to sit and to listen, and that's sometimes hard to do, but we're invited to share also, that we have a God that listens and wants us to share, to bring us our thoughts and our talents. It's a give and take, like any relationship, and I think that is what Paul is trying to highlight in his letter this morning, read by Reverend Lockhart. We need to make room to learn. We need to accept the teachings and look at how we will relate them to our own faith journeys. You being in this place today is part of your faith and how that faith is unfolding and developing and living itself out right here, right now. Some might look at this letter from Paul and see what we would consider to be wise, strong, power, being turned on its head, that idea of being wise and strength and power, being turned upside down. But guess what? That's exactly what Jesus is doing within the Beatitudes. There is a moment throughout the New Testament, there's so many moments throughout the New Testament, where Jesus asks us to listen, to discern, and to respond in the teachings. And sometimes that's like turning over tables. This is not the first time that we've been introduced to this way of thinking and being. In Matthew 19, the first disciples of Jesus are pushing back. They're pushing back at Jesus concerning what they have left behind for this ministry. When Peter asks, look, look what we have left. We've left everything and followed you. What then will we have? And Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man is seated on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or fields, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. What is seen within the filters of this earthly are very different in the heavenly and as such our christian teachings they show us a new way they give us a new notebook with a fresh page every single day a few months back we looked at this topic of what it means to be blessed versus blessed 
And today Jesus is sharing his thoughts on that. And Paul is again reinforcing these understandings. You see that within the idea of blessed or blessed, we have a role. I was asked on Friday, you know, is, is, it, is it an action word? Is it a verb? And I'm like, yes, it's a verb. We need to do something. We have a role. It's like the commissioning and benediction, also known as the blessing at the end of the service, at the end of any worship service. We have a role. We bring our smarts. We bring our gifts, but we're not alone. Many years ago, and I'm sure I've shared this with you before, there were churches in the United Church that were taking out the commissioning, taking out the commissioning and just putting a benediction. I love to bless you, Reverend Lockhart. No problem, but you need to do something. We need to do something. There needs to be a commissioning. So I refuse to do and do a service at any church unless there was a commissioning. We bring our smarts and we bring our gifts and we're not alone. And with that knowledge, we go out and we do something. We respond in this world. We are offered the tools to do this. We are told we are not alone. The story of our lives are ours, and we can write them down on our own notepads. We have an eraser that gives us the power and the wisdom to change, to refocus, to learn and turn directions. And you know what? An eraser doesn't take away everything, does not There's still proof of that learning there. It's a life experience. It's a learning experience. It's still there. And we do all of this with God. And I think that is what Jesus and Paul are trying to lift up today, that when we show up, that's the first step. As Desmond Tutu explained, like when you sit in front of a fire in winter, you are just there in front of the fire. You don't have to be smart or anything. The fire warms you. You just have to show up. Presence is important. It is the first step in warming a cold body. It is the first step in being in a place that offers a new way of understanding and responding. The Sermon on the Mount gets us ready for the journey of faith that we will go on through Lent, Holy Week, and towards Easter. And we bring our gifts. We bring us. And as such, we are blessed in more ways than one. We are the blessed. This world as we know it, can be beautiful and difficult all at the same time. And I think that Jesus is reminding us that he understands this. He came to be part of this mess. He was crucified for this, was victorious over the grave for this. Christ Christ will come again for this. As Christians, we are constantly being asked to respond, and it is part of who we are and what we believe, to respond in better ways, to love in better ways, to be present in better ways, to take the courage needed and to continue to move forward, to go on our own treasure hunts and quests. Even a frustrated Paul, because you hear a bit of frustration in Paul's letter today, he knew that, and he taught that reminder because what Paul offers is just that, reminders. What we all offer each other are reminders. Reminders that we are blessed, that we are equipped, that we got this and that we're not alone. Within our joys and within our struggles, within this faith of ours, we have joys and struggles. Within this world, we have joys and struggles. However, we must turn to face it. 
not alone, together and with God. As theologian Diedrich Bonhoeffer wrote, Jesus himself did not try to convert the two thieves on the cross. He waited until one of them turned to him. God is speaking. God is speaking really loud to each of us today. And now we must turn our faces towards our Creator. That is what it means to be blessed. And be blessed. All glorious gods. Amen. morning. <clears throat> for most Canadian children, a day off school is cause for celebration. But for many children in India, an education is often something they can only dream of.
Our gifts to mission and service support education around the world. India remains a, div a divided society with a clearly defined caste system. People in the lowest caste experience widespread discrimination and are often limited in the kinds of work open to them. They're usually relegated to low-paying and unstable work. Most families in these castes, many of them headed by women, live below the poverty line. Poor families struggle to survive. For many, survival depends on all of the members working, including the children. The most basic of school supplies are beyond their means, as are school uniforms and fees that are required for them to attend. In spite of government support programs, the school dropout rate for children living in poverty continues to increase. Imagine being stopped from continuing your education for the sake of a school bag or a notebook or a pen. Recently, the Human Rights Advocacy and Research Foundation sponsored 520 children living in poverty to continue their secondary school education. Thanks to this support, 302 girls and 218 boys received basic school supplies and their uniforms and school fees were covered. Through working with others and other organizations, your gifts to mission and service change the dream of an education into a reality for children in India and many countries like it. The children of the world, whether they're from Canada or India or Timbuktu, are the future of our world. Your gifts to M&S are an investment in a better world for us all. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you, Sharon. Each week we are brought into the story of the Mission and Service Fund. Every single week, Sharon offers us a story, not only within Canada, but around the world. And we thank her for that through the Faith in Action team. It reminds us that we are called to respond and that that response leaves here and heads out there, which is an amazing response and a power that you have and a wisdom that you have that we can come together so that we can listen to one another and learn from one another. And it's always important at this part of the service is to pause and to recognize those gifts, to recognize what you do for one another, for the ministry of this church, and how that, that causes those little ripples to take effect all around the world. Let us pray. Gracious God, we bring our gifts and bless them and us. We pray that these gifts received here today aid in the betterment of this world, that love is revealed through those gifts, nourishment offered, and healing initiated. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Holy God, set your seal upon us as we turn to you in prayer. Turn to you in prayer to give thanks for blessing us with this day, this day that you have made. To give thanks for this community of faith, which on our journey of faith provides us with shelter and comfort and inspiration in our search to hear and discern your will. Holy God, in our weakness, in our lack of wisdom, in our lack of courage to take risks, we ask you to enable us to trust that you are at work, using us to transform and recreate our broken world so that your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. We humbly offer our lives up to you, O God. We ask that you would strengthen us in our weakness, that you would correct and guide us when we fail to understand the wisdom of your ways, that you would enable us to be supportive and a caring presence to one another in this community. We ask that you would help us surround those who mourn, those who are ill, those who are weary, and those who are struggling with the, the warmth of your presence. O God of new life and new beginning, enable us to be a blessing in the world, to make a difference, to be seeds of hope in a world that knows so much chaos, confusion, and conflict. Holy God, commission us as we leave this place to be the presence of Christ in the world, who is the source of life, who is the source of wisdom, who is the one who makes us holy, who is the one who leads us on the right path, and the one who daily raises us to new life. Hear all of our prayers, O God, spoken and unspoken, and in your mercy answer. Amen.
can't think of a better way to start 2023 than with a gift from Ellsworth, uh, Ellsworth Campbell, Trinity United Church 2023, Reverend Rachel. So I definitely, definitely love these. They go in my office, and it reminds me that, again, just as we talked with the children, each day, each new page, each new year. I also want to acknowledge the work that Gwen did. First time on screens today. Gwen, well done. Let's give her a round of applause. Pretty smooth, I must say. I don't think she missed anything. Excellent job. So as you leave here today, I commission you all to be alert, to stand firm in the faith, to be valiant and strong, but let all that you do be done out of love. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen and hallelujah. <laughs>